It's This Week in Bourbon, and everyone gets a buyout. Here's your headlines for August 11th, 2023. Molson Coors will acquire Blue Run Spirits. Marussia Beverages is acquiring Watershed Distillery. And Maker's Mark puts out a teaser. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Hey everyone, it's another brand new, exciting This Week in Bourbon coming at you, but we haven't gotten bought out. The podcast is still living. Oh, I thought maybe the Maker's Mark teaser. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be us. It's going to be us. Uh, Beam some Tories, going to put out their feelers to Pursuit. Yeah, not probably, we're not on the radar. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, who? Pursuit. We'll start putting some bottles in red wax and see if they start paying attention to us. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know... We had a few weeks of kind of dull, you know, not much news, but uh, yeah, today uh, my phone's been blowing up with people with the whole Blue Run announcement. It's it's amazing the interest in this, you know, in these acquisitions, how people like perk up and they're like, whoa. You yeah, know, but... I didn't see it happening, but we'll get into that yeah, a yeah. little bit. But I mean, just in, in other news, we'll, we'll kind of dive into it. Uh, I really don't have much happening in regards of like where I'll be going. I can just tell you right now that at least on the Pursuit Spirit side, we'll be bottling on August 14th. So if you next week, it is, it is. So if you're, Crap, I won't even be here on Monday. Yeah, I have to be there. I have to be the QA person. Yeah, or QC. I say quality analysis, quality control. Yeah, you're better at that. They're, 
I'm usually like, ah, whatever, just get it done. <laughs> just like, it's make, good enough to get moving. Make Let's sure go. the labels are not crooked. Um, yeah, well, we failed on that <laughs> first time. So. so, yeah, if you've been wondering, why are all these bottles sold out? Why can I get them? Well, they will soon be back on shelves. So uh, expect some restocks here soon, especially looking at those states like Tennessee and Colorado. Georgia. Georgia, for sure. And even you can't even get the bourbon really anywhere in Missouri right Missouri, now. Missouri, yeah. Yeah. Illinois is pretty low. Uh, yeah, it's low everywhere. So I'm excited. These new batches, we're, we're getting better at these things. So I'm excited for them. I, I agree. That's, they're freaking fantastic. And I'm just excited to get them out there, get more people trying them. And you'll, you'll sue to be a believer. And we need some money too. We're, our bank account's getting a little low. <laughs> so, that bottle on once a year thing wasn't so smart. So. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go buy a bottle, please. <laughs> And if you're an ambassador, or should I say, if you're looking to try our stuff, make sure you check out our ambassadors. They will be at the Denver Summer Whiskey Tasting. By the way, these are all happening on August 26th. So if you're looking for something to do on Saturday, August 26th, and you're in Denver, Chicago, or Columbus, we've got something for you. So at the Summer Whiskey Tasting Festival in Denver and the Summer Whiskey Tasting Festival in Chicago, plus the Great Bourbon Affair will be taking place in Columbus, Ohio. So make sure you go and check out our ambassadors and go get yourself some more United. Yummy. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, here, let's start diving into the news. That first headline right there, Molson Coors Beverage Company has reached, sorry, has reached an agreement to acquire Blue Run Spirits, a, quote, visionary and award-winning producer of finely crafted bourbon and rye whiskeys. The deal represents another step in Molson Coors' evolution as a total beverage company while providing Blue Run with resources to continue its growth. As Molson Coors' first spirits acquisition, the addition of Blue Run boosts the company's footprint in spirits as it continues to evolve from its storied history as a beer company and premiumizes its portfolio. Well, they said that right. In tandem with the acquisition, Molson Coors has established Coors Spirits Company, an expansion of its existing spirits business, which will house Blue Run, Five Trail Blended American Whiskey, Barron 1873 Bourbon, and Future Innovations. This acquisition will more than double the size of Molson Coors' spirits team, further supporting the company's premiumization strategy. Molson Coors entered the whiskey space in 2021 with the launch of Five Trail Blended American Whiskey and the 2022 introduction of Barman 1873. Blue Run's founders, Mike Montgomery, Tim Sparapani, yeah, I, I said that right. He was, he was on the show and I was just like, make sure I said it right. Sparapani, Jesse McKnight, and Andy Brown will all remain with the brand. Montgomery will expand to a new role with Molson Coors as its VP of Coors Spirits Company Bourbon. Uh, sorry, and then also, sorry, just a Coors Spirits Company. However, Bourbon Hall of Famer Jim Rutledge will con- continue to serve as Blue Run's distillery consultant and liquid advisor and recognized whiskey community. Rising star Shanlyn Gaiman will serve as the whiskey curator for Coors Spirits Company. David Coors, who you may remember from the show as well, will continue to lead Molson Coors' full-strength spirit strategy and business development as executive chair of Coors Spirits Company. Ooh, yeah. That's a mouthful. That was a lot. Yeah. But definitely did not see this coming, but I couldn't be more happier for Mike and the whole John and, and all the whole team there at uh, Tim and all them. Tim yeah. and, yeah. I, uh, at Blue Run, we like those people. They've done, you know, a great job. They've really kind of elevated the category, you know, and put, showed that it could be a premium product. The packaging is gorgeous. Uh, the liquid's always good. You know, they're so good at branding that they call Jim Rutledge their liquid advisor. <laughs> you know, and we kind of joke about that term now. But uh, anywho, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a win-win. I mean, you know, Coors was, has been dabbling with the five trail. I'm not sure that the five trail is like really like 
like gained momentum yet. Blue Run has some momentum. You know, give them the resources they need. Uh, just kind of you know double down on it. I think it's a, a good move. And and you know, beer is kind of where it's at. It's not like going. It's not really falling. It's just kind of like a steady. At least the loggers are coming back. That's what everybody's going back to. Just yeah. wanting to drink. Beer flavored beer. Yeah, I couldn't do any more hoppy IPAs and stouts. <laughs> I'm like, just give me Coors Light, give me the Blue Mountains or the the banquet beers. But uh, yeah, I think this is great for both parties. And uh, yeah, the who who knows all the inner workings that'll probably come out late at a later date. How much money and this and that. But uh, yeah, it's all exciting. Yeah, I, I love to see this, especially for two companies that have both been on the podcast before. That's right. It's all. It's all due to us. <laughs> we made it happen. No, it, it is cool. It is it is fun to see this. And yeah, I'll be interested to see what's going to come out of this. It's funny to see that Molson Coors does an acquisition on the same exact day that Bud Light sells off like oh, 12, 12 of yeah, their craft beer categories. Yeah. yeah, they're just trimming everything, yeah. trying to get some cash back. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, you know, for brands... A lot of people don't know this. The three-tier system, you know, for especially for an upstart brand, is so difficult to navigate and so difficult to penetrate. Coors, Molson Coors obviously has that, you know, has that figured out, has the resources, has the so really All the just, footprint, you know, the, distribution. the footprint distribution. Mm-hmm. And so that that is such a huge leverage power tool that, you know, these big brands can use because that's what gets products on the shelf and gets in front of consumers. And so I think this will be just huge for Blue Run. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think when you see what Molson Coors can do and actually establishing a Coors Spirits company, I think it's going to be a big powerhouse. I think that this is going to be something where you're going to start seeing them. I'm not going to say they're taking on Diageo by any means, but they are definitely going to start playing in the realm of, you know, the constellations and all that sort of stuff, just because it's like, well, they already have the established network. They have the salespeople. They have the the distribution footprint they have all that sort of stuff and it can i know we we like i like to say it's rinse and repeat and doing this but it is a different category when you go beer versus spirits but when you have that infrastructure in place it makes it a lot easier to hit the ground running and that's why five trail is able to just it's not like they're only in like four states no they're in like fucking like 30 states already or something like that the same thing as blue run they're in 20 some odd states so having that network is extremely powerful and be able to scale a business. Yeah, I am a bit surprised that they didn't, because uh, Blue Run doesn't have a facility up and running. And, you know, most of the time when you have these buyouts, you, you know, it's a plug and play. You have a facility where they can, you can just plug in them. They, they all plug and play at Bardstown Bourbon Company. Well, exactly. <laughs> Bardstown's winning here, but uh, but Blue Run does plan to, you know, do that facility. So as soon as, you know, Coors gets that facility up and running, which I think they said that's still in their plans to do that. Um, so once they get that up and running, you know, I, I, I anticipate there'll be more, you know, kind of acquisitions and really trying to, you know, build this. I, I think these corporations really see the potential. I think American Whiskey, it hasn't, it's getting close to plateauing here domestically. I, I don't think it's there yet, but it's close. But the, the, the I think they just see the potential overseas and that there's, so much opportunity there that they're all trying to buy for a piece of that. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And there's a lot of good value in some of these mid-tier brands as well, because if you get somebody like a Blue Run when, you know, they're not a household, they're not, they're not a maker's mark, they're not a Four Roses, they're not whatever. It's like you, you get them at a, I would, I wouldn't say a cheap price, but it kind of is in the long grand scheme. Yeah, I mean, you look at Penelope, things. it was 
200 plus million and then this is i don't know what it is yet so we'll we'll see if it's a, a value or not but um yeah it's it's fascinating it's a it's a fun times <laughs> that's for sure yeah and like i said i think there's value in it plus it's like if you swoop up somebody early enough you can grow it you can make your money back and a lot more in the long term because yeah, you too, have with, the marketing behind with it with blue runs pricing i mean they there's a ton of margin in there especially you get Cores, cost of goods rolling in there and you get that economy to scale. You know, I did think, you know, Blue Run, if they were like kind of in that 70, 69 to $80 range, it would just like fly. But, it, you know, being at that $100 kind of like, I think whiskey consumers are, they're there for like a, a novelty purchase, but they're not there for like consistently buying, you know, stuff like that. So, but maybe they'll get there, you know, soon enough. So it'd be interesting to see what, what pricing with Blue Run, what that what happens under the Coors portfolio. All right. Because Coors is like the everyday, you know. It sure is. <laughs> you know. Silver bullet. That's right. Maybe so. the blue or that, that butterfly will turn a different color. Like when you when, oh, the, when yeah. the liquid goes away from it or something. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it goes down, the the color changes. <laughs> Metamorphosizes on the Ah, there you go. But if Miller Light wants to charge it start us spirits side and you know, we're open. We're, we're, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right. So our next one kind of goes into the lawsuit side of things. So Heaven Hill and Logstill, they have finalized a mutually agreeable resolution of their dispute regarding the usage of the JW Dant trademark. The resolution, which includes an agreement a permanent injunction that was approved and entered on the United States District Court on July 31st, 2023, demonstrates that both Heaven Hill and Logstill value the importance of intellectual property rights and maintaining strong, independent brand identities within the spirits industry. In their ongoing efforts to enhance their respective portfolios, the companies have jointly agreed to the terms that respect the ownership of existing trademarks, and that will prevent any possible confusion around future trademark usage. Heaven Hill will continue to be the sole producer of J.W. Dant Distilled Spirits. All right. Well, that settles up. I mean, that's probably the best money spent on lawyers because it's good advertising. Because you know, yeah, for, at the end of the day, at yeah. the end of the day, so it's uh, glad they came to a resolution. I loved Chuck Cowdery. I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and everybody knows Chuck. He's a longtime bourbon writer, and he wrote a bourbon blog post about this. And he goes. Heaven Hill and Logstill make an announcement about nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Because this has pretty much already been, Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what they said a long time ago, is that even when, if you remember Wally, when he was on the show, he's like, yes, I know our products are no longer, or not affiliated with JW Dant, blah, blah, blah. He has this whole thing he has to do. So it was just kind of interesting to kind of see how this all played out. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not much has changed, but appreciate the announcement. Though. Yes, there we go. <laughs> So Ross and Squibb, they're announcing enhancements to its barrel programs for 2023, which is odd because we're already pretty much done with 2023. So new for 2023, Remus Straight Bourbon Whiskey single barrel will be featured and updated with custom packaging. Each bottle features a new label providing more details, including the name of the purchaser or the retail account, the year selected, and the number and the mash bill of the barrel, and the proof point at which the barrel was bottled. The selection process has been enhanced as well. In addition to its mailed sample kit options for barrel selections, Ross and Squibb Distillery now offers private barrel selection opportunities with Master Distiller Ian Sturzman at the Lawrenceburg, Indiana Distillery on a pre-reservation-only basis. The on-site experience includes a tour of the 175-year-old distillery and a private tasting and sampling in the distillery's tasting room. For 2023, Remus bourbon barrels aged between four and five years have been set aside for the program. 
Customers can choose from among three mash bills. You've got one that's a 50, 51, 39, 10, a 75, 21, 4, or a 60, 36, 4. And these can all be bottled at three different proof ranges. You either get, it's pretty crazy how exact these are. You get three choices, 103.8, 109.1, or 113.2. Random. Yeah. Each barrel of the 2023 Remus Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel Selecting yields approximately 36-pack cases with a suggested retail price of $60. In addition, they're also including Rossville Union's Rye Single Barrel offerings. And this is going to be four- to five-year-old barrels that have been set aside. And you, there's three different mash bills again. You got a 95.5, and this is a 51.49, 51% rye, 49% malted barley, or a 51.45, 51% rye, 45% corn, 4% malted barley. And these can be bottled at three different proof points. Uh, they're, they're different again, 102.5, <laughs> 108.2, or 112.2. Each barrel of 2023 Rossville Union will, again, yield about the same. Oh, these are actually in 700 milliliter bottles, not 750s, with a suggested retail point of $60. Fascinating. Can we get a double single barrel? <laughs> I mean, if, how about like uh, 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 how about a, a single barrel double? Or, impossible? You know what would be cool is if you could actually just say, you pick the barrel and you get to choose a Remus or a Rossville or a Penelope or a Smoke Wagon <laughs> or a, a okay, new uh, or a new Lou. <laughs> that would be the cool thing. Yeah, I'm just kidding. all done at once. Yep. So no, it's that's that's cool. So, it, but it's just for consumers. You don't have to buy the whole barrel. You just go. Oh no, you got to buy the whole. Barrel. Oh, you do buy this the is, barrel. Okay. This is for a purchaser or the retail account. Gotcha. So you can. It's at invitation only or reservation only. A reservation for if you want to do it on site. Okay. Which I've never been on site there. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay. I've driven by it before. I've driven by it, but I've never gone in. I didn't know. They never, when I drove by, they didn't allow tours. <laughs> Nor did they extend an invitation to say, you I, all should come check I, this I, place I doubt out. they would. To us. They're like, quit making fun of Ross and Squibb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Ross and Squibb hats. We did. Maybe they'll invite us. I, I mean, I guess we got to see this. I want to see who Ross and Squibb is. Like who they are? Yeah, uh, they've they've. I'm pretty sure they have some posters, maybe some fat heads in the wall. <laughs> it's it's got to be some guys. I just imagine like these top hat dudes with canes or something. I don't know. I mean, I remember reading the story, so they were real people. It's just it's just a funny name. It is. Anywho, all right. Well, go MGP. Here we go. Here's another acquisition: Watershed Distillery, and I'm thinking I'm saying this right. Like Marussia Beverages, or maybe it's Marussia. I don't know. M A R. U-S-S-I-A. So it was like Ma Russia or Marussia. I mean, the redneck enemies that would say Ma Russia, <laughs> yeah. but I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, they're a producer and importer of premium craft spirits and wines, and they have announced that they are going to acquire Watershed Distillery, making the Columbus-based maker of award-winning bourbons, gins, vodka, and specialty spirits a valuable part of the group's focused and premium portfolio. Watershed was founded in Columbus, Ohio in 2010 by two ambitious friends, and they have become the producer of the number one selling Ohio-made bourbon and gin portfolios. Greg Lehman, who the Watershed's founder, will continue to oversee all operations and all production will remain in Columbus with expansion in central Ohio to be expected. All right. Well, congratulations to them. Uh, I, I think we've had some Watershed. I, I don't we know. Have. I can't remember. We have. We have. Oh, that's where uh, Aaron Harris was. Yeah, from Green River. My yes. buddy there. Green. That's right. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did we did some reviews. I didn't say it was probably the most favorable that we've had. From it was early on, though, so it might be better. 
It's been, a, it's been about a couple of years, but yeah, there's definitely a younger note that came from it. I remember that. Well, Fred would say that's the grain. You got to res- respect the grain. Yeah, appreciate the grain, which we do. So it's just not the style for us, but apparently somebody likes it. So if you're selling bottles of it and you're getting bought up there, that's mean you're doing you're something doing right. doing better than us. So. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> that's right. So congratulations. Then. But there was no terms of the clause that were put out here. So we'll... Uh, Wait to see if anything does come out. I have no idea if they're a publicly traded company and it'll have to be put out there or not. So I guess I could have Googled that one before we started. Yeah, what's my Russia's like acronym on the, on the on ticker? The, on the ticker. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, maybe they don't have one. So anyways. All right. So here's our last news article. And that is the University of Kentucky. They're celebrating a new partnership with the state spirits industry. And on Monday, they finally cut the ribbon on the James B. Beam Institute for Kentucky Spirits, which will be the world's largest distilling institute. Sorry, Moonshine University. (laughs) The program will gather industry leaders through teaching, research and outreach and also focus on economic stability. The first students to work with the new equipment will start this fall. And the UK campus facilities include a research distillery building with a 30-foot column still as a centerpiece. And there's also going to be a barrel warehouse that'll be able to hold around 660 aging barrels. Well, there better be XP plugs around there. <laughs> You're here to tell them about it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to see what how they're how they're good on how they're good on codes there. Get the James B facility. I did see that Freddie was quoted in this one, so he's definitely a part of yeah uh, this. But I know that the Beam Institute has been open, or they've been talking about for a while. Yeah, I, I guess now the ribbon cutting well, made I think, it official. Uh, yeah, I think they've been doing research at the beam facility and now i think this gives them a home Freddie's like get the hell out of here yeah he's like <laughs> like i'm i'll, tired I'll, of I'll just build you another damn distillery get yeah. the hell out of here stay in lexington leave me alone <laughs> but uh yeah this is awesome i mean i wish i knew this was a career path back oh, then dude i went to uk i couldn't imagine this being a part of it because i love bourbon in college i didn't know i would Probably, I probably wouldn't go into this, be honest with you. I That's probably true. wouldn't do it. I'd probably still stick my tech route, but I would, can I minor in it? Is that right? <laughs> can I take just like one class <laughs> instead of like humanities? I can take distilling. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to take like learning about fractions again. I don't need whatever level of math. Just let me start yeah, figuring this like stuff out. That art history I slept through, and I'd read much rather really done distilling. Yeah. Well, so you got this, you got Moonshine University. And you've got uh, UofL's business certificate all within this, but that's kind of a little bit different. We need to so. have like a tournament and see whose who's <laughs> program's the best. <laughs> Mortal Kombat of, of distilling instances. Yeah. You got to do a quick fire, rapid fire challenge where you get, you got to go to the grocery, get your grains. And no, I'm kidding. It's, you don't watch Top Chef, do you? I so. do not. Okay. I, but I know the premise. I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen it before. Gotcha. Yeah. It'd be cool if they did a distillery just. What, and showdown. Get the students out, yeah. and they have to sit there, and who can make the best whiskey? Yeah, and then let it age for six years, and then we'll come back and just to find the winner. Well, no, well, best new make, I guess. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> make the best white lightning? That's right. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. 
And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Hey everybody, Bourbon Release News time coming at you, and there's a lot of stuff to kind of talk about. Well, actually not a lot, there's about six. That's quite a bit for, it is, we're getting closer to September. So, it is, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Everybody's trying to get the releases in. Well, the first one is going to be coming from Hemingway Whiskey. And they have announced the highly anticipated debut of its core expression, Hemingway Rye Whiskey Signature Edition. This new offering is a family made and builds upon eight generations of Kentucky whiskey heritage. Hemingway Rye Signature Edition represents the coming together of three families Eight generations and one mission to tell a new story, rich in history, via high-quality Kentucky rye whiskey. The new whiskey draws its inspiration from the legacy of legendary American author, journalist, and storyteller Ernest Hemingway. His family works in true collaboration with Hemingway Whiskey Company, sharing behind-the-scenes stories of the writer and and helping the team uncover hidden gems to be used as inspiration for the brand. The Groth family, including Hemingway Whiskey Company's founder and leader, Steve Groth, he's a whiskey pioneer and co-founder of the revered Angel's Envy Bourbon. He brought the brand to life through their rich storytelling and authentic promotion. The Call family, with seventh-generation master distiller Ron Call and his son's Call family ambassador Clayton Call and eighth-generation master distiller Jacob Call, hand source, blend, and finish the rye whiskey, building on generations of distilling expertise and innovation. The Call family whiskey roots reached back to the earliest days of bourbon when Samuel Call distilled whiskey on its Kentucky farm in the late 1700s. The whiskey stands as a testament to their passion, tradition, and commitment to crafting high-quality spirits. The first batch of Hemingway Rye Whiskey Signature Edition is a blend of straight rye whiskeys with 90% of a 6-year-old Indiana straight rye, 10% of a 4-year-old Kentucky straight rye, the latter crafted by master distiller Jacob Call. Both whiskeys undergo a special finish in master distiller Ron Call's own rum season Oloroso sherry casks. The whiskey is going to be 102 proof with a retail price of $80. This, uh, Did that have like, a lot in there? What? There's a lot of names. Yeah, that was a lot of... You like, think, do you think we have a hard time telling a story connecting like, the dots? This is like a, a lineage map of... Yeah, it's like reading the Bible. They're, you know, they do those those like genealogy. And it's like Zebekah was to David <laughs> to Samuel to the... You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on here. Uh, 
I thought they already had a, the first release of this, which they I thought did. was really good. What's but this is different. But I, I thought the first one was Sherry. I don't know. So this one is uh, more Ross and Squib with some uh, Green River Rye, and that's all put together and finished in. Because Ron Call, he's the it's like Pillar Ron, Pillar Ron, right, yeah, right yeah. down on uh, Key, West. Port, Key West, Florida. Thank you. So yep. they took rye and then put it in X rum. Which was also ex Oloroso sherry casks. I'm yep. guessing that's what it was. So I, I had the first one. It was fantastic. I thought it was really good, and the packaging is stellar. I didn't see the packaging. The, oh, you didn't? No. Like the, you know, it's like the, it's like typewriter. It says like Hemingway, but then the rise like in typewriter like oh. little medallions on there, and that's then nice on the back it has uh, like an index card that you write out who you had drinks with with it, which is kind of cool. Oh, so okay. like, and then they have this like like a really touchy video like of uh you know this older guy who's losing his memory but his son's with them and every time they drink together they write on the the card you know the dates that they and then the dad passes away but then the son pulls the car down he's like oh i remember when i drank the hemingway route with him so it was pretty cool it was well done i need to do i need to make that just note in general because i've I've got like early onset Alzheimer's. I'm, I forget stuff every single week. You just drink too much. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but uh, hopefully bourbon doesn't lead to that. And if not, I know the culprit. I don't. Yeah, it's true. Good I, thing I'm ready to open up a distillery here. I'm just, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> really selling Miller Lite on our, our dream. <laughs> Here's our two founders. Can't remember shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, I, I think I'll, I, I, they sent us a sample, so thank you. We haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, we'll we'll do it on a whiskey quickie. But I did enjoy the first one. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's keep going here. So Beam is back in the business again here, and so they're launching the second installment. Community College? <laughs> 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 oh, that was, that was golden. Yeah. No, it's actually a culinary school. Oh, okay. no. No, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> So, they're launching the second installment <laughs> with Hardens Creek. I gotta take a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, we laugh at our own jokes around here. That's right. We think we're funny. <laughs> so, they're launching the second installment of Hardens Creek Kentucky series, which was also announced back in June of 2023. But this is the Hardens Creek Frankfurt. And this is where whiskey fans can take their journey of Kentucky terroir, featuring three Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey expressions, all aged for 17 years with the same mash bill. The only difference being the location of aging. The limited edition collection of ultra rare expressions includes Hardin Creek's Clermont, which is released back in June. And now you get Frankfurt and still to come in September is Hardin's Creek, Boston. It's Boston, no, Kentucky, not Boston. No, I put it anyway. It's definitely not pronounced like that at Boston, Kentucky. <laughs> it's it's about 10 minutes from where you grew up. That's it? right. Yeah. So it's not Boston. And Hardin's Creek Frankfurt is a 17-year-old bourbon aged at the James B. Beams. Oh, I can't see. It's Beams Frankfurt campus. All the, all the B and Beams in there really slipped me up. However, the creek bed at the Frankfurt campus covers the storied rack houses in a blanket of humidity, making everything age more slowly. And so Hardin's Creek Kentucky Series Frankfurt Edition is 110 proof and has a suggested retail price of $170. Yeah, it's interesting. Frankfurt used to be where they, and they, I think they still do, it's where they bottle a lot of their like lower end, like Old Crows and all the brands that just lower end stuff. But I guess they age some good whiskey there. I don't know. I, I like I like this. I like the whole series. Of, I do too. Know, I like the Terrar to... and this and that. Obviously, 
you know, we just did a Russell's pick, what was it, last week? It was, yeah. They all start running together, don't they? Here we're showing off our memory. Here. <laughs> um, you all should see our calendar. It's just absolutely asinine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, you could definitely tell the difference in the different warehouses. So I love that companies are embracing this and, and doing this. So I think it's really cool. Next up, sampler packs. That's right. That's what's going to happen. Well, Four Roses has done it already. Yep. Everyone else is like, breakthrough revolution. <laughs> this is innovation. Innovation at its finest. We're doing toasted sampler packs. <laughs> <laughs> so Widow Jane, they are launching Paradigm Rye. And so Paradigm Rye is the first nationally available product from Widow Jane, inclusive of whiskey that was distilled at the brand's home on Conover Street in Red Hook, Brooklyn. For the last five years, Widow Jane's team has laid down barrels of rye whiskey distilled in-house, with the earliest barrels having reached maturity. The New York whiskey has been expertly married with rye whiskeys meticulously hand-selected, however, just five barrels at a time. And these are coming from Kentucky and Indiana. Widow Jane head distiller and blender, Sienna Jevermoff, said the goal with the paradigm, and by the way, the only reason I put her in here is because I don't remember anything coming out that said, by the way, Widow Jane, we've now announced a new master everything. After, uh, yeah, yeah, um, Lisa left. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is from Sienna. She said the goal with paradigm is to reset the standard for great rye whiskey that spotlights equally the arts of distilling, blending, and finishing, which embodies what we do here at Widow Jane. So paradigm rye is non-chill filtered and proofed with pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York just under 100 miles north of distillery. It's bottled at 93 proof and has an SRP of $50. You know, normally I say that 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 water, limestone yeah. water is fluff, but there is something to that damn thing. Like, I remember those Lisa Wicker blends from Widow Jangers. Like, it does make that MGP taste, like, <laughs> really good. Really good. And it the, truly was. Tennessee, whatever. So, but this is exciting that they get to release their own distillate and whatnot. I would... I would I would assume they would just start like transferring to Heaven Hill juice, but maybe I totally not. forgot <laughs> they're owned by Heaven Hill now. Yeah, you just said yeah because they were part of Samson and Surrey, and that was a part of it. Yeah, you'd you'd think at some point they're like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and close up this shop and just start using all these barrels that are that are being produced over here. Yep, exactly. But I saw the bottles as they changed, you know, from the it's like very thin and the Munea, but to the standard wine. It's just the standard wine. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that ever you know, that antique collection uses, will it uses, everyone, you know, uses. So I wonder if they're doing that for the entire line or maybe it's just for Paradigm Rye. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Long story short, we all use the same bottles. So that was we I remember during well, the, the glass until, shortage. Until a war in Ukraine yeah. broke out. <laughs> the and glass shortage came and I'm sitting there calling Lisa. I'm like, Hey, uh, y'all got any extra bottles sitting around? She's like, Not for you all. <laughs> she <laughs> didn't say like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a real thing at one point. So, Still Austin Whiskey Company, they're announcing the release of their Cask Strength Rye Whiskey. This barrel-proof spirit is made with 100% Texas rye and bottled at 116 proof. The bottle features custom artwork from celebrated artist and Texas native Mark Burkhart and a rendition of the artwork seen on the artist bottle, but now with an added dark night sky to emphasize this as a darker, stronger version of the original. Cask Strength Rye retails for $65 and is available for purchase online in most states via Reserve Bar and at their website at stillaustin.com. All right. I love the rye as it, as it proofed down, so I'm sure this is good too. But but last time when they did, the, I preferred the bourbon proofed down than the cask strength. Same here. So we'll have, to see, uh, we'll have to see how it translates to the rye. Well, we'll see if one shows up for us. I'd, 
and be happy to do the taste test with you. Yeah, I hope so. I like their, I like what they're doing. It's still awesome. I had an opportunity to hang out with them just for a little bit at oh, yeah. the Texas Package, package Store. Show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love them because they love the show, but man, they make some really good whiskey too. I know. So the kind of last real release here is that Goose Island, they have now unveiled their 23 lineup of their annual Bourbon County Stout Series. Oh, there you go. Make sure you're pumped. Oh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, well, Ryan's going to love this because... He knows, he knows that I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited for you, Kenny. <laughs> I knew you'd hate it because I, I bring out these beers and you have like one of them and you're ready to take it. I'm, I'm in bed. Yeah. So the original brand stout is going to be aged in a mix of freshly emptied bourbon barrels that are coming from Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, and Wild Turkey and have been averaged barrel aged around 12 months. Now, here's where it gets a little bit different. So they also have the Bourbon County brand Eagle Rare two-year reserve reserve stout. And this is, again, the same stout that was aged for two years in Eagle Rare 10-year-old barrels. They also have the Angel's Envy two-year cask finish stout. And this is Goose Island's first ever cask finish stout. The beer starts in freshly emptied barrels that once held Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And after aging in those for a year, the beer was then transferred to a second set, second, sorry, second set of ruby port wine barrels where the beer matured for another year. Now, welcoming back another member of this from this year is the 2023 Bourbon County brand Bananas Foster Stout making its debut on the national stage. I like Bananas Foster. I know you do. This is kind of where I figure I'd hook you in here. Yep. So this recipe was first released in 2017 as a prop stout only to Chicago drinkers. At the same time, the brewery hadn't experimented with bananas much. However, innovation brewer Quinn Fuchel had a hint that fruit, along with almond and cassia bark, would be an ideal ingredient in a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. And feeling nostalgic this year, Goose's Brewers dove into the Bourbon County vault and pulled out an old recipe. In 2013, the brewery released Backyard Rye, and senior innovation manager Mike Siegel found himself handpicking mulberries off of trees just steps away from the barrel house in Chicago. Inspired by the initial release and his own childhood memories of picking fruit in his own backyard, Siegel set to work on this year's 2023 Bourbon County brand Backyard Stout. And this barrel-aged stout was first aged in bourbon barrels for at least one year and then finished and blended with mulberries, boysenberries, and marionberries. And year after year, the proprietor stout is an homage to the adventurous craft beer community in Chicago. And in the heart of Chicago winter, the Goose team was inspired by the flavors of the classic dessert, rice pudding. And so their prop stout this year uses a combination of cashew bark, brown sugar, raisins, and toasted rice, which will be only available in the Chicago market. A lot of words. It's a lot. <laughs> for each release. There's a lot of bees. It's like Bourbon County Berry, Bulb Mayberry. Could you imagine <laughs> if it was made by the James B. Beam? God, <laughs> <Nothing. laughs> yeah. yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> and then they put in the call family in it. <laughs> it's just be overwhelming. Uh, so many dots to connect there. Chat GBT is really cranking out some <laughs> good content these days. All right, here's our last one. It's not really like a news one, but. I saw this Maker's Mark put out an email and it was kind of a teaser. And so the quote on the line said, something old is something new. We've been keeping something secret on Star Hill Farm for a long time, more than a decade, in fact. And now the time is almost here to let you in on the big news. Intrigued? Mark your calendars for August 16th to hear all the details. So double digit. It sounds like a 10 year Maker's to me. I mean, they should have a 100 year Maker's <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> at this point, but... Finally, I mean, a lot of people have been asking for that. You know, we always, I think Fred's always said, like, if they put out like a 12 year 
you know, it could compete against like uh, William Lee Weller or something, you know, in the antique line. So, yeah, this is exciting. I would say it's it's long overdue, but this is something that's always fun. I mean, because we, Makers we, has really never done anything that's like over the top premium, you know. Well, that's what I was kind of like getting ready to say is that their their whole mission of what they founded on was that it's just consistency. Like, yeah. We don't, you know, it wasn't until like Bill Samuels or maybe it was the changing tides of like consumer behavior where it was like people were just chasing after the next thing. And so they had to come out with Makers 46 and they did all the state finishes. They did all that sort of stuff. And now I guess they've been holding back some barrels and they said, okay, well, I guess now's the time to do it. So hopefully this is a sign that we're all moving back to just good bourbon. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not going to be 10 year age number on the casks. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> if it's the ten-year Amberon, I'm gonna just lose my mind. <laughs> that would be it. I don't even. I don't even think about that. Yeah, we'll have to have Rob come on here. We'll put him on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Be like, what are you thinking? What? Why are you chasing trends? <laughs> but man, that's it. That's it. That's gonna be this week in bourbon. Well, that was a fun one. A lot of good, good stories and releases. So. Yep. Yeah, so uh, shout out once again to our friends of a Blue Run, and uh, you know. Dinner's on you next time. Yeah, there you go for that. And then uh, hopefully the James B. Beam Distilling Institute. Uh, you know, we'll see what kind of, you know, maybe a hair school next. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hair school, yeah. ITT tech or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mechanics. Like yeah. Whatever they're going to come into. Yeah. And then they'll do one in Frankfurt, Boston, and Claremont. <laughs> yeah, totally. But that uh, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. <laughs>